Today's gospel presents us with the concluding comments of a narrative that has likely created some discomfort for many of us over the past weeks. After being reminded that Jesus has come not to bring peace but a sword just last week, to create discomforts in our family systems, to help us identify the cross that we are meant to carry, today we get some final instructions, a parting reminder, if you will. In spite of our personal and communal discomfort with what we've heard to this point, today we are called to a work of welcome. Welcome for the prophets, the righteous, and the little ones. What did you feel as you heard the gospel today? Was it assurance or a sense of relief? Maybe a slight tug in your own soul or a quickening pace of your own heart? Whatever you felt... What is clear is that these two verses have an uncanny way of drawing us more deeply into the imagination of God through the seeming simplicity of implication. Wherever your imagination took you this morning, you know that there is something we are meant to be doing. We are called to welcome folks. It's simple, even soothing. I bet we could even get that printed up on some banners down the street. We can do this. And if we focus on welcoming people, just like Jesus told us to, Jesus will reward us individually, maybe even as a community. It's a holy rewards program, and we are so close to that status upgrade. <laughs> Seems like a pretty good deal, doesn't it? So let's welcome everyone, shall we? Let's make room for everyone, for every opinion here in this place, because that kind of welcome, well, that's how we might be blessed. Recognizing my instinct to read today's gospel through this lens of blessing is precisely why it challenges me. It forces me to acknowledge how we have become conditioned to read and simplify texts like this, to seek out some sort of replicable formula to ensure our benefit. And this kind of singular focus is something that should give us all pause, it ignores the relational demands of real community, diminishing our God to a cosmic dealer of rewards for the chosen. And we are called to welcome. Now, welcoming brings about blessing, to be sure, but there seems to be so much more in these two short verses. It may have slipped your notice that a very traditional formula was used here today. Our gospel tells us to welcome prophets, the righteous, and the little ones. And throughout our canon, this formula listing three distinct items is actually quite common. We can take some comfort in that because it provides clarity for us today. When lists of three appear, they tend to present mutually beneficial items, or at least in important ones, and they highlight the final item as having a particular importance for the reader. So these distinct types of people today in the gospel can teach us much about God's understanding of welcome. In the same manner, 
They invite us into a deeper reflection about our own deployment of the word welcome. For so long, we have focused on ensuring that everyone who walks through our doors knows that they are welcome. We focus on and refine whole communication strategies around it, highlighting a language of inclusion. We begin our services with a welcome. We open our announcements with an invitation to share your personal information with us so that we can welcome you. And as we come to our table, we remind everyone once again for good measure that all are welcome. Now, all these things are true, and indeed they are good. But I wonder if they are enough. And today's list of three certainly leaves plenty of room for questions about exactly who it is that we are welcoming. Today, we are called to welcome prophets. And let us not confuse prophets with folks who have ultimate authority. Throughout our history, prophets filled with the Spirit's power proclaimed truth in our midst, even when their message was not popular, even when they were derided, even when the word they could not keep inside them cost them everything. This leaves me wondering, who are the prophets of our own moment? The ones courageous enough to speak the truth that is in their heart, even when it discomforts the complacent. Are we welcoming prophets today? We're called to welcome the righteous persons. And let us not confuse the righteous with those in pursuit of perfection. The completion of good deeds are the work of charity. For it is widely believed that the righteous person, as it is translated here, comes from the Hebrew concept of zedekah, which is the Jewish practice of focusing on fair judgment, justice, and solidarity, working through and in the legal systems of the community to fashion a world that values what ought to be instead of what we must accept. So then righteous persons are those who labor in the midst of us to advocate for justice that can be formed through collective action, pointing us toward the dignity and well-being of all, working to that end at extreme personal cost, even ridicule. Are we welcoming the righteous people today? Finally, we are called to welcome the little ones, and let us not confuse little ones with those who need our protection. The text is not even necessarily talking about small children. Instead, the biblical use of this language is typically centered around people who, for any reason, require additional assistance or focus to ensure that they are not taken advantage of by systems that reward the powerful. The little ones all around us teach us about mutual dependence, Little ones teach us to separate shame from vulnerability. They remind us that what is best for the most vulnerable in our midst is actually our pathway to a system that will lift us all. Are we welcoming the little ones today? I don't have an answer for you. I wish I did. 
But I believe that each of us is called to reflect on these questions, these particular people, for ourselves first, and then to bring our reflections here into our collective life. Wherever we discover that we have lost connection with God's dream of welcome, well, that seems like a pretty good place to begin building something new for our community. And if we put our hearts, if we put our bodies into that work, then imagine what we could create with God right here in Atlanta. If our welcome today was not so focused on our individual benefit, our own rewards system, if we welcomed those that proclaim truth, those who work tirelessly for justice and solidarity, those who know their vulnerability and have learned to live their life without shame, if we placed our highest value on shaping a world that prioritized the needs of the most vulnerable first, well, I wonder what that community would look like. I wonder what that church would look like. I'm not sure, but I know that it excites me. I'll admit that it even terrifies me a little bit because working toward discovering that kind of blessing leads to a new world, a new way of being together. And maybe, just maybe, that kind of welcome in our midst would lead us to a world. A world where more than 20% of our children would no longer experience daily food insecurity while we debated the cost of social programs in the wealthiest country in the world. Where learning the truth of our history would be seen as necessary, opening a path to reconciliation rather than fear and banned books where affirmative action that protects access to historically marginalized people in our midst would never need to be defended, where refusing services to any person because of who they are, who they know themselves to be, and who they love would shock us all, where we all could be freed from the fears that isolate us, where we could be bound to each other, so that our love could become boundless through each other. Let these two short verses awaken our desire for a new welcome and draw us into a deeper imagination with God beginning today. And as Pauli Murray wrote in Dark Testament, then let that dream linger on. Let it be the test of nations. Let it be the quest of our days, the fevered pounding of our blood, the measure of our souls, that none shall rest in any land, and none return to dreamless sleep, no heart be quieted, no tongue be stilled, until the final man may stand in any place and thrust his shoulders to the sky, friend and brother to every man. Amen. Amen.